0: Good morning. It is Monday, November 29th, 2021, and this is D.C. Signal to Noise. Since we last checked in, some of the best college football games that have ever been played were played. Wow. The holiday season officially got underway. Black Friday shopping has wrapped up, and Cyber Monday is getting started as we speak. Air travel was impressive over Thanksgiving. Travel will continue this week with families returning home. And Jim and I are both headed to Las Vegas, but a new COVID variant is threatening to put the brakes on the recovery again, and Congress is headed back to Washington, D.C. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory, and that is pro-farmer policy analyst Jim Weismeyer. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. You
1: know, Alabama didn't look good, but they still won. I couldn't believe they came back, Chip.
0: Yeah, yeah. Four overtimes in the Iron Bowl. That was awfully impressive. And then Bedlam game, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And then
1: Riley heading to USC, Yes, just like that. Yeah, LA Papers are just ecstatic about that. I read them this morning, and Michigan looked not only good, very good. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And...
0: Iowa sneaks in there as the West champions will play for the big 10 conference
1: yeah. championship on Saturday, dude. They had to help have some help. And yeah. the uh, Ravens and NFL showed that you can have what, at least four interceptions and yeah. still win. And still win. Yeah. And toss, what was it? A 12 uh,
0: and, and toss a 12 yard touchdown pass. I think it went like 40 yards. Yeah. Something
1: <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's
0: crazy crazy stuff all right but,
1: but, but still the biggest news yeah. here in baseball is scherzer may be going to the mets for 40 million dollars a year oh that'll hurt us
0: i had not heard that well, one Jim. yes it's live wow <laughs> 40 million a year 40 for million a
1: year that's how desperate the mets are for
0: pitchers. yeah yeah well that's that's one way of looking at it yeah. no doubt about it uh and and Talking about big contracts, (laughs) Jerome Powell. Jerome Powell is going to get another term at the top of the Federal Reserve. Um, It was not unexpected, Jim, but the markets seemed to last week kind of actually embrace the idea of Powell coming back.
1: Well, because the alternative, they did not like yeah. uh, who was also announced Brainerd uh, for right. a key position. And I think this inflation, uh, rise, uh, chip, uh, you know, uh, uh, actually helped pile about Powell get renominated. He's a known commodity. So I, I think yeah. that helped him. And we're going to hear from him several times this week. And that's going to be important to see if he, what he says relative to this, uh, uh, Micron, you know, new variant to whether or not that changes any fed ideas. Okay.
0: Yeah. The, the new COVID variant, it uh, is a little scary. We're going to get to that obviously as uh, the conversation goes on. Uh, should we take the question that we got off of email? Sure. sure. Okay. okay. This one came in from Dwayne. Just curious if anything is coming for dairy. They announced a couple of programs for dairy totaling around $800 million in June. And again, on the 19th of August. Uh, None of us producers have seen a dime yet, and it's knocking on December's door. Just curious... If you know any reason for the holdup, I think it was seven hundred million, wasn't it, Jim?
1: Well, it 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 can vary. I know on August nineteenth, USDA's Vilsack actually, uh, with Pat Leahy, Democrat from Vermont, announced about three hundred and fifty million chip in pandemic uh, aid payments to dairy farmers. Now that was that program. So I guess it adds up to either seven hundred or eight hundred with that class one payment. Now here's the latest I've been able to find. Mind, Chip on the August 19th payment. That's that $350 million in pandemic uh, aid. Uh, the, the, the requirement that USDA put in the announcement that that limited uh you know uh, you know based on annual production of up to 500 million pounds of milk marketed and on fluid milk sales from July, December 2020. That threw a cog in this one and has delayed that payment. And I'm telling you, dairy producers were not happy with that up to 5 million pounds because, as is so often the case, Chip, in dairy policy, it. it really limits... It really limits the aid uh, to the smaller to maybe medium-sized producers, if that, Chip. The other one, the class one payment, I just got an email that said the famous phrase in Washington, it's coming soon. (laughs) no
0: surprise there i guess yeah surprise okay and by the way dwayne sent that question in by uh email before the show started you can do that too just send it to host at agritalk.com and as you can see we'll get jim's take on what's going on there also if you have any questions as the show is going on would like to make a comment Look at the far right of your screen. There's the comments tab over there. Click on that; it should bring up a dialog box for you at the bottom right corner of the page for you. Yes, Get- and, and any
1: dairy producers out there, if you want us to comment on something, Chip and I is go- are going to be on a panel uh, tomorrow Tuesday, afternoon, Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. afternoon. If you, what policy market issues uh, that that you, are you interested in? Let us know.
0: Absolutely absolutely okay Jim, you mentioned uh, patrick leahy senator from vermont will not be seeking reelection won't this be the first farm bill that is not written with
1: without leahy and and colin peterson too and Boy, right. you talk about a dynamic duo uh, the, the, you know the that's like losing two Scherzers, okay, is, is yeah. how I'd write it. Uh, it's going to be very interesting because they were really heroes of the dairy industry of getting things through. And now a Democrat will very likely replace Leahy, but not with the clout uh, initially that Patrick Leahy and his staff. His staff was numero uno when it came to dairy. So uh, you that that's another issue that's going to have to be watched in the you know coming Farm Bill debate, Chip.
0: Right. Okay, before we get to the developments over the weekend, and I'm going to throw the holidays into the weekend developments, anything else from last week that we need an update on, Jim? Oh, I'm
1: thinking through. No, Well, oh, there was a uh, announcement, uh, I'm going through here, uh, that six of every seven USDA employees are partially or fully vaccinated, Chip, mm. but USDA have the lowest level of participation in some, what, 15 departments, you know, so that shows you uh, the reditancy on the part of uh, many producers, I think, in the FSA offices to get that vaccine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's accurate. And, and it uh, it's going to continue to be an issue as far as the staffing and getting things done at the FSA offices go. So let's get an update on the, is it Omicron?
1: Is, is that how it, it's pronounced? Uh, well, in my, my column this morning, I called it Omicron. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, it's yeah, probably I Omicron, that. but I, I'm i going to call <laughs> it Omicron. Oh, <my> <laughs> okay.
0: It's another variant, uh, the jury is still out on just how rapidly it will spread. The jury is still out on whether or not the vaccines that that are available and six out of seven USDA employees have already taken. Uh, will will provide any protection against it um uh, but it looks like it will uh i i don't know jim it it
1: boy it had a big
0: impact on Friday's trade in the energies markets didn't it
1: Yes, that's why I had to crank out a special edition of Policy Updates, Chip. Yeah. You could just feel the the fear because we've already got an uncertain world, and, and now yeah. you add this layer into it, and there was more unknowns than knowns in a case like this. Now, what, what's happening is each variant that we get, we're seeing the market come back, Chip. Soon, uh, earlier. So we're 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 dealing with these crises now. That mm. and 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 you know, Dr. Fauci and others have have told Biden it's going to be up to two weeks before they really know the nuances of this one, Chip. Uh, how the three how the three vaccine shots uh, will deal with it, including the booster and things like that. But it, the initial was fear, and you you know, Chip, in markets, yep. uncertainty, fear, you're going to go down. You saw what oil. Prices go down 10%. ten percent now. They're, well, they're, ten plus dollars. Ten plus
0: dollars. Yeah. That,
1: that's a lot. You know, uh, that's no way to get lower prices. Okay, if yeah. you were Biden on this yeah. one. So yeah. we're going <laughs> to learn more in the in in the in in the coming ten days or so okay. on this one.
0: Okay, I and I'm just wondering out loud here because there are some travel restrictions that are being put in place uh, because of the new variant. If travel restrictions work to slow the movement of the virus, how did this new variant get to Australia? Because they haven't allowed travel at all.
1: Uh, Yes. And uh, Japan just cut off all travel into their country. That's a draconian measure. If that happens here, you're going to go down again in the marketplace. Oh, yeah. The worst fear is if you shut off this economy again. You you would hope that we've learned some lessons uh, not to do that. Right. Not to do it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, I don't think that we will, but it depends on the data, you know, coming in. Right. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, anything else over the weekend? Did you learn anything about your
1: ability to recover from a huge turkey dinner? Anything like that? You know, I felt really good after the first plate and <laughs> But again, I went back for the second, and I do that. I do that every year. Yeah, but do you get everything that you got the first
0: time through? Or is it just some potatoes and gravy and, and turkey? I load it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was so bloated I could hardly eat dessert, but I did. Did
0: Did you hear what Secretary Vilsack said to me last week? What's that? He says, "You know, Chip, on that th- on that meal on Thursday, it's okay to pace yourself. You can back away from the table." <laughs> i said oh no no way no way is that happening
1: <laughs> when i was younger me and my brothers used to run around the block and loosen our belts and come back for more <laughs> that's called the ah. fruit big
0: ah. <laughs> that's effort that is effort for you cranberry
1: out producers out there i love cranberries and i had some really good cranberries so
0: yeah yeah the cranberries find their way on to uh under the turkey sandwiches afterwards. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, We've got Congress coming back this week. What do we expect? What do we need to be watching for?
1: Well, the biggest thing, Chip, is the we need a stopgap spending measure because okay. it ends December 3rd, Friday, and it looks like the House is going to deal with it Wednesday. And there's always drama on this, but you're not going to have a shutdown of the government. Bottom line, the only unknown is how far it's going to extend. The latest word is the House language, which should be released sometime tomorrow, I think uh will go into january mid to late january and that tells you that they fully expect to be uh in town uh through december almost through you know december on other issues and uh, how uh, so there'll be a stopgap uh, continuing resolution we call it a yep. cr uh, it, okay. it's, it's very high odds Jip.
0: okay does that have any impact on uh, extending the debt ceiling uh, now, see,
1: that, no. Uh, two different that, things. Two different things. Yep. And, but, but the two uh, Democrat and Republican leaders in the Senate are talking. But the Republicans keep insisting this time they're not going to give the Democrats the votes that they need to handle it separately. So you've got some drama there. But, uh, you know, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said uh, last week that uh, December 15th, Chip, is the Cutoff date for that, but other private analysts say it could go into January or later. So I think they've got some more time on the debt limit, and the market is not as concerned now because they see that uh, that uh, uh, you know Schumer on the Democratic side and Mitch McConnell on the Republican side are at least talking and not screaming on this issue. So some compromise must be underway.
0: Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, the, this obviously we're going to be looking for some progress on the triple B, the build back better. Uh, it's, it this week, next no. week, after the first of the year for a vote?
1: <laughs> well, they're, they're hope, hoping next week, Chip. But, I just, boy, I would bet against that. The key is going to be centrist Democrat, uh you mentioned Joe Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia. And, you know, he has... Cons- how many months, as he said, not only does he like a lot of the spending and certain provisions, he, he says, you know, with inflation in the U.S. economy, he thinks this this vote should be postponed. So his credibility, Chip, is really at stake. If he doesn't take one of two avenues to either significantly decrease the spending levels, or I think his better approach is just to successfully postpone this vote into 2022, if he doesn't want to do one of those two things, his credibility is shot, Chip. And I think he's been
0: making the case to delay it into 2022, hasn't he, Jim? Abs- just by absolutely. Saying, let, let's wait until we get this inflation a little bit more under control. A-
1: absolutely. And, you know, look what we're dealing with right now. Uh, you know, the, the market's changed so much. We're in a COVID Market outlook, yeah. and you saw how fast things can change with this, uh, you know, Omicron, you know, variant. Uh, you know, you had inflation on the rise, the bond market signaling uh, faster than expected interest rate cuts by the Fed, and now that reversed Friday. You know, so this shows you 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 shouldn't take major moves until uh, you have some sense of stability here, and we're not in this, you know, stable area. Right. Okay. So, what I just told you is you're going to mean near or after Christmas before we know BBB.
0: Okay. All right, so you mean we'll get to talk about it again next week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of speeches coming up, and I'm going questions and comments. I'm not calling them answers.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it, 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 this thing. It's at one point seven five trillion dollars right now, and I think, I, I I think the fact that it is down from three point five, which is down from six, it it has kind of lulled some opponents into, well, okay, at least it's not $6 trillion. It's still $1.75
1: trillion, people. Yeah. It's an unbelievable amount of money. And even though it's over a period of years, these things add up. When you combine the two bills, the the, uh, BIF, the Bipartisan Infrastructure uh, Framework Act, which is law now, with this potential BBB, as I've said before, uh, this is more than the combined uh, GDP economy of both Canada and Mexico. I mean, we're talking a lot of money, even though this is spread over a number of years. This right. is uh, even even for Washington this is too much money. Right.
0: And I I wasn't going to do this but I am I'm going to go ahead and do this. Uh people need to be careful to confuse the two bills and cross the lines and and blend the two bills together. Uh I I'm seeing more and more of that on social media and in commentary that there my opinion, there is a sharp line between the physical infrastructure bill and this triple B, which is the Green New Deal. Uh, th-
1: there's, there's a sharp difference between the two. The only linkage, if you have one, Chip, is with the uh, climate change stuff, they, where the proponents of climate change funding saw the BIF as just an initial down payment other than that, that's about the only thing that you can link these two bills chip but, but I I agree with you this the first BIF is pure uh, infrastructure as we have come to know it this right. this uh, Bbb is just a grab bag of both social uh, you know, you know, policy aid programs, a uh, significant yeah. fundamental now- change you know, you, know, you know to this country uh, major and then uh, you, you, basically the green New Deal. Right, right. Now, we had Secretary Vilsack
0: on last week on AgriTalk Jam, and we talked about the $82 billion that is uh, 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 designated as agricultural spending in the Triple B, 27 of which is going to the uh, uh, conservation spending. And there is a program that over the next five years will spend $5 to pay producers $25 per acre to establish. Cover crops. I said my initial reaction was, you know what? That covers about half, half of the cost. That should be enough to at least get a producer's attention if they have been considering cover crops. Now, if they haven't even been considering cover crops, I think you're still a long ways. That's the indication that I'm getting from those that have not considered cover crops. Uh, $25 isn't going to get their attention. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I guess because of the market price? Uh, why? Because of changing up the way that they have been growing crops for a long time. That's the bottom line.
1: Yeah, uh, that can change.
0: If if, you want them to change, you better, you're going to be talking about a $75 to $100
1: per acre incentive. Wow. But if we went into a tailspit, if this is just conjecture or a downturn in the marketplace, that can change attitudes. We saw that in the initial years of the conservation reserve program. So I I would, uh, this is a significant payment, you know, but I guess you're saying basically half. If not yep. even half uh, on that one, but I like to point out that this shows where their thrust is, Chip. Both the Democrats mm-hmm. and the Biden administration—it's to uh, conservation, uh, land idling, if you will—and uh, mm-hmm. and even in the climate change, uh, the the really the 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 only line I tell producers in my speeches that I believe in is if this goes anywhere, it's in production practices. So yep. those private companies who are going to help producers uh, qualify for production practices relative to any, you know, climate change payment, that's the way they're going.
0: Right, right. Okay. Uh, making a couple of notes because I need to change up the order of things that I was doing a, li- a little bit. Uh, okay. Senator Kerry. Uh, no, not I'm sorry, not Senator Kerry. Senator Jerry Moran from Kansas uh, was on uh, AgriTalk last week. And we talked quite a bit about the supply chain, Jim. Hmm. And the reason that I wanted to move that up the conversation was because there's a cover crop angle on that. Uh, it's, it's not just concern about the cost of putting in a cover crop. It's being able to manage that cover crop in the spring. And if you can get uh, glyphosate, in the spring to burn that crop down. Yes. So there's that supply chain concern there as well. I asked uh, Senator Moran if there is a, a role in the of for the federal government in solving the supply chain chaos that is out there, and he said, "Well, yes, but we can only do so much." Uh, any update or? take on, on where we stand on the supply chain issues right now, Jim.
1: Well, I'll tell you, uh, the Wall Street Journal is the best uh, to to covering you know this issue, and they have uh, several stories today saying the huge amount of empty containers you know at the at the ports. But I will tell you this: last week, Tyne Morgan, you know, you know, Farm Journal, and I were both at the Missouri Ag Governor's Conference. It was a great event. I think four hundred and fifty you know, people there, and they did a great program. Uh, but she had Seth Meyer USDA's top mm-hmm. economist on there and we she dealt with the supply chain issues he said that he had met and briefed uh, you know Secretary Billsack and not for any direct payments to help out, like what was rumored late last week, Chip, relative to you know fertilizer prices. But what actions can can they take to uh, uh, facilitate uh, movement of products, uh, et cetera, both inputs, et cetera? Now that's about where he left it, right there, which is the same thing what you're saying, Senator Moran says they're limited, but I guess there are things that they can do, and I would fully expect Bill in the next few days, if not weeks, to come out with their five-point plan to help out in in you know getting inputs uh, through et cetera, Whatever they can do. There was a question from the audience, Chip, about what about these proposed huge import tariffs? Uh, on urea, et cetera. And that is probably going to be called into question. So the pressure from lawmakers, (laughs) from bipartisan lawmakers, farm groups, is to have the International Trade Commission not put those tariffs on. So we're seeing some initial impacts here, Jim.
0: Jim, it looks to me like uh, NCGA CEO John Doggett put himself on the tip of the spear on that one with that op-ed that he had on Agweb and on other uh sites locations
1: yeah, he. Well, yeah, there there are reasons why. I, I remember the only thing I would have added in that op-ed is to go because I'm a history major to go back in history. We literally ran our urea uh, and and other uh, you know you know you, you know fertilizer companies out of this country uh, yeah. because of regulations. Uh, what in the 80s, I guess yeah. it was. So I, I there there are some politics. It's not the only reason, but we left it bare and that's like the textile industry years ago and the, the tobacco industry we, we regulated it too much and it it really negatively yeah. impacted so that shows you these things uh, you know you know, can come back to haunt you and fertilizers again i tell farmers i said you've got to connect Dots here in your life. Here, look at all the stories we had initially. How many weeks ago, Chip, about the uh, supply chain issue? That's when a farmer should, in his quiet, his or her quiet time, should say, You know, what else is this going to affect? And input should have immediately come to be.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a reminder, we've got just a few minutes left. If you've got a question or a comment, get it to us now. The, uh, EPA. I had Senators Ernst and Fishers on last week, ask them about WOTUS, and talk about a couple of disgusted senators when it comes to how EPA is handling
1: WOTUS. Jim, my goodness. Well, I would say uh, at the beginning of the Biden administration, the commodity groups and the farm groups went Gaga over the new EPA ad- administrator, Michael Regan. Yeah. What decisions has he made to make them go Gaga now? Uh, yeah, you know, not many. Not many. Uh, not only the wotus, uh, some other things that they're looking at, rather uh, relative to. Uh, you know methane regs—that's still a mm-hmm. big question mark—and of course the laughable uh, aspect of the renewable fuel standard. Uh, you, you know decisions that have still not been announced that should come, you know, this week if they follow the law.
0: Right, right. Uh, okay,
1: let's uh, it, let
0: let's go global here for just a couple of moments because China, over the weekend. Uh, Set those warplanes really close to Taiwan, Jim. Uh, This, after the U.S. snubbed China and included Taiwan on an international invite,
1: this is, uh, it's ramping up well and you have uh, several lawmakers visited taiwan uh, you have a house bill that china is watching and they've said if that passes uh, which i think it may not as part of you know legislation but it's something to watch they're going to you know they're going to have a counter reaction to that it yeah. gets in regards to the competition with China. So yeah, we're ramping up here, Chip, and you you, you don't like to see this. Uh, you have to deal with China in a competitive spirit, but uh, and, and China is testing Taiwan to see yeah. to keep them bogged down in these planes. That's really the. The real, you know, nature of this—to see uh, how they're dealing with this—and and, and it really, it's really bogging, you know, you know Taiwan down. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to Xi, their leader Xi Jinping in China, it's just a matter of time before they want to take over Taiwan, Taiwan. because Xi has said. Uh, how many times he does not want another generation to have to deal with the Taiwanese issue. So they're probably looking at timing right now. Uh, So uh, I'm not predicting any timeline, but it's something that's going to always be on the radar, Chip. And it's just you couple China uh, with Putin, who's constantly testing the U.S. and NATO to see how far he can go. Uh, yes. And that's Putin 101 playbook. Uh, he'll, he'll just keep going further until he has slapped on the wrist with sanctions and otherwise. Right, right. Uh, Jim, Gary just made a comment to
0: us here. He says China is number one and Taiwan is number two on chip manufacturing. Game
1: over if they take over Taiwan. Well, you saw South Korea is investing, what, 17 billion something yeah. in a Texas Chip plant, uh, so that all that stuff better get going, and and I have great faith in Apple, a, Apple computers, and Apple leadership, and uh, I know they're probably gearing up as well, and probably haven't even announced it, Chip. So okay. uh, I'm a little more, I'm not comfortable, but I'm I'm a little more. Uh, at ease, uh, knowing that uh, although it takes time on chip manufacturing, uh, we have the wherewithal to, 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 to really deal with this issue.
0: Okay. A couple of more things before we wrap up. Immigration reform. There's going to be a discussion. Uh, yes. Relative to BBB? Well, it, it's happening tomorrow is what I understand.
1: Oh, that—that's in the—that's the, yeah—that's with the parliamentarian in the Senate. Okay, uh, yeah, relative to the language in the Build Back Better bill. Now, okay. whether or not it, it is kosher for that, uh, your bill, uh, they may have to modify the language to make it qualify but you know the democrats now there's a front page story in the washington post today that that says uh that an increasing number of democrats are getting worried about the biden border strategy you think yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's about time you know so uh you know i i I just uh, um the, the border policy is just you there's no logic to it. We have an open border. I I there's no other way to say it. I'm not being biased. It's an open border and it's costing the state of Texas and other border states a lot of money to uh, to do the policing uh that yeah. the federal government who has the mandate to do that has not been uh, you know, right. y- uh, accomplishing. So uh yeah, th- and it, now it's going to be big time political issue. And the Democrats uh, are clearly worried right now on this and other things. Inflation, I mean, add them up, Jim. Energy prices, here we go. Right. Anything else, Jim? Uh no, just the yep. uncertainty and to watch COVID. COVID's going to leave the stuff yep. you're seeing uh, the uh, uh it's getting a little bit better at the ports and so I you know I uh, I like to notice the good news or the improving news and we are seeing some progress here. And okay. again on relative to the new variant, I have great faith in our our pharmaceutical industry. They came up with an unbelievable in time frame for the vaccine and they can tweak these vaccines but as Fauci said over the weekend, we're going to be living with COVID more more, longer than you think. Don't get it down that we've dealt with this thing and we can do it again. I just, I I want to keep traveling. I hope we don't lock it down. I hope we don't lock it down. So if you've got the price, the only other thing, Chip, is the wheat market continues Mm -hmm. to lead. And I I can't go back. and We go back a long time in the marketplace. I've never seen an environment where wheat, uh, for as long as it has, has basically led now soybean and corn well, markets. Well, it's been one thing right
0: after the other for this wheat market that has led to where we're at right now. And now we've got the rains on a harvest-ready crop down in Australia. Quality. And it's a quality question now. Uh, and and we're tightening up those supplies of, mill, of, of milling-quality wheat around the world. And it, it's, a, it's a tight situation. Jim, there's many times that the wheat market will reflect feed quality over milling quality. That's not happening this time. It is milling quality, is what the futures market is reflecting. So yeah, this it's, is it's
1: big time. This is the biggest bull market we've seen, probably in our career. Consistent price, it's no spike eye. Right. It's no spike right. eye with what we've seen. Now I'll be going to Fargo uh, in the next few weeks. I'll be going to mid-Kansas Co-op. <laughs> It's like
0: you're following me around, Wiesmeyer. It's like you're following me around. I'm gonna be in in, in Vegas, you're in Vegas. I'm gonna be in
1: Fargo, you're in Fargo. And Newton, Kansas. You go to one of the best wheat cattle meeting I attend each year. No, you talk about good producers at the Mid Kansas Co-op, and I can't wait to go to that. That's, I think, my last speech of the year in mid December, and I'll tell you, I'll get a pretty good barometer of those wheat and cattle producers who are top notch at the uh, uh, MKC Co-op. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. All right. I am actually going to be traveling to Fargo at this time next week so we'll have to get somebody in to have the conversation with you jim but uh uh you've got a couple of hours that's all you've got <laughs> think about what we missed because i'm going to have you back on agri talk this morning and we're going to go over some of the issues that are developing this morning and talk about what uh is going on in dc and of course at 106 central we'll have an update from machinery pete as well this afternoon clark neighbors on to talk about the markets
1: will do and rice growers I'll be at your convention next week in New Orleans National Grain and Feed Association in Chicago next week and then Arden to Fargo I've got and then I've got a I've got a virtual one so I've got four presentations in four days chip the weather better <laughs> the weather better be good
0: you, that's exactly right. Send me your presentation, would you, Jim? Just <laughs> in case do. I need that. Will
1: do. <laughs> All I'll right. See, I'll Have see a, you in an hour and a half on AgroTalk.
0: Sounds good, buddy. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.